to the annual. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome on back to the Annie. Are you okay? Annie, all right, all right. Okay? Welcome back to the Annie. Are you okay? Podcast. Today we have a special guest. Welcome, Shatara. Hello. Hello. It is I. <laughs> it is you. Who Who are you, and how do you How do we know you, or how do I know you? So my name is Shatara, and I met Annie through mutual friends. Um, and one day we were doing a photo. I was doing a photo shoot, and I was like, "Hey, I want to get her in on this." We hung out, and I like that we have mutual interests. Yeah, yeah. Definitely feel that vibe. Yes. So, what made you want to come on the podcast? Um, I wanted to come on the podcast because I absolutely love that you guys are putting information out for other people to soak in, other people who might need help finding their way or need guidance. Um, I'm a huge fan of that because there's so much misinformation in the world and so much questioning around figuring out what your mental health problems might be that it's nice to be able to come to a place where people are just talking and and expressing the things they're experiencing and that can make them uh, have an aha moment or you know you know definitely <laughs> yeah we appreciate that yeah so thanks for coming on it definitely yeah. is it's nice to have somebody come on our podcast for the first time <laughs> and then just have somebody kind of as cool as you so oh shit thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so I do have one question, and I think I'm going to start asking all our guests this question, which is, if you could meet anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Freddie Mercury, for sure. I'm just I love Freddie Mercury. so obsessed with everything he created. He's a genius. He's brilliant. Mm -hmm. His mind, the way he conceptualizes music oh i'm just obsessed i love him he literally pulled together two opposite genres of music that should not go together like pop punk and like classic right. orchestra you know like and he's been the only person to do that successfully yeah um or him and his team has been the only people yeah. to do that successfully i don't know about i mean i'm not trying to bag on music but i'm just <laughs> saying like in my opinion the most popular like mashup of those two genres we you know Right, and it's it's what makes them like to this day still entertaining to listen to oh, over yeah. and over and over again. The number of times I've just let Queen <laughs> go on play all day—it's just those are good so days, beautiful. right? <laughs> those, are good days. <laughs> those are the good days. <laughs> I I had one before, but I have changed my mind since. Okay. I I think I'm gonna have to go with Janis Joplin. Oh, that is such a good one. She yes. is by far one of my favorite musicians just because of how abstract she was. And yeah, sure, there was a drug influence in there, but that was the 60s, you yeah. guys. And you're welcome. Also, <laughs> right. thank you, Janice. That's what brought us music. Yeah, but right. honestly, like her, her, just her being an outlier and being different and coming from like she was married and all this other crazy stuff and she ended up divorcing and just going to San Francisco and creating some of the best music there still is today just to like talk to her and get some inspo would be like mm -hmm. super legit <laughs> yes. 
someone I thought of who's still living is like Anne Hathaway. I've always been a huge Anne Hathaway fan. And um, Anna, turn your mic to face you, the other way. Oh, sorry. That's facing me. That's way better. Oh my god! <laughs> I can hear you so clearly what the now. Fuck? All right, so Anna, go ahead. Y'all, I got the stink face on because I'm just like very upset. Anna just figured out how to talk into her own microphone. I didn't go to college. Sorry, you guys, guys can't tell. This is a school of hard knocks up here. Um. Anyway, I was saying Anne Hathaway, <laughs> lovely Anne Hathaway, would be someone I'd like to meet just because of their. I'm sorry. Just because okay. of their their advocacy, and then also like I've always loved them as an actress. I think they're they're wonderful, but they also do a huge part, you know, with like the massive amount of money that they get to like you know share um what they think is important for like you know women's health um, women's advocacy and then i believe also they have a, a good part in um, mental health advocacy and things like that so i'd like to meet them i think they'd be pretty cool um okay so now that we covered all of that so today we wanted to cover adhd and that's why we brought shatara in uh, Shatara, what do you have to share on that so far? I am ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm just going to start with a little bit of my discovery into my ADHD. Um, it started in 2020. We're in the pandemic. We're quarantining. We are watching TikTok. Oh. <laughs> we are watching TikTok too often for our own good. And... That algorithm just gets so phenomenal that um, after some time, you start getting these videos that come into you that are like, oh, what it's like to live a day in the life of an ADHD person. And they're going through their day and they're like, am I an ADHD person? Because that's what my day-to-day life looks like. Um, And after they feed you so many of these videos, because they do just fit so well, um, you start to realize that a lot of your habits you have are kind of centered around having ADHD. Um, so it was about like midsummer when I came to terms with, I don't know, I feel like sometimes coming to terms with the things that you're experiencing can be so difficult and so hard. And that was kind of the start of it for me. Um, yeah, but that was kind of my uh, journey into learning about and understanding ADHD. So ADHD is classified as impulsiveness, disorganized, and, you know, problems prioritizing, um, poor time management skills, problems focusing on a task, troubles multitasking, excessive activity or restlessness, poor planning, and then low frustration tolerance. So, like, pretty much every person in the world is ADHD. <laughs> that's that's what I kind of like gather is like wow. I think it's like when these qualities actually like impact your life to where like you right. have trouble getting through a day as like a regular you know what society is we, we all agree what we all agree is like an adult, you know, like getting through life paying yeah. bills, not getting in fights at work and things like that. So Right. It took me like watching my husband finish a task that would take me a day to do um, for me to realize, like, what the fuck is going on here? Why can he clean the kitchen in 20 minutes, but it takes me, like, four hours to do it? (laughs) 
Yeah, and then if, yeah. If, if, I, if I, I don't know, for me, it's like you watch your partner and you're all like, dude, that's like twice as much stuff that I would even put away. I would half clean the kitchen and be like, this is good. This is right? clean. This is doable. <laughs> There's still stuff littered everywhere, but you're like, sensory-wise, acceptable. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. There's space to cut up an onion. That's all I need. All we need. That's, yeah. I'm like a disorganized ADHD. 100% is like one day I will fully organize the fridge and then two weeks later everything is just yeah it's but the, I want to do one thing right it's the <laughs> upkeep of it it's like in my head it's only something that needs to be done once right? <laughs> it's yeah. the upkeep yeah. that gets and then <laughs> being a mom just slows you down too so you're like I think I'm capable but then I'm not <laughs> I yeah. think and then I'm like okay no 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 you gotta be humble with just where you're at. <laughs> right. Yeah, you gotta take your wins and your losses or just learning experiences. Um, so I found some stats on ADHD as far as diagnosis. So the average age for diagnosis is seven years old. Um, and then average age when symptoms first appear is three to six years old, which I think is interesting. I wasn't diagnosed until I was 10, so it was a little different like it was earlier or later in my life I guess but um it was also court-ordered therapy and maybe that's why it was all figured out I wasn't sent to therapy when I was you know three to six and also like a lot of those tests are done you know on um, young male-bodied people Um, Mm -hmm. so a lot of the tests are geared just towards like figuring out what's wrong with little boys and for a lot of the time like little girls just get the you know, they, they kind of get, like, the, the whole, like, you're just being disobedient, you're just having your time of the month, you're just, you know, you're just a unmanageable kind of lady, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, 6.1% of the American children are being treated with ADHD uh, for, or being treated with medication for ADHD, which I thought was a lot. <laughs> That's children. Yeah. Yeah, and when they when they treat ADHD, I mean, uh, essentially what it is is you're supplying like a a stimulant that allows you know the the regulatory system to start processing like yeah. thought more clearly, right? Yeah. So these kids are taking you know manufactured you know stimulants. Yeah, and America just loves drugs. Oh like, yeah, we, we, we <laughs> drugs for everything. We we have like what a sixty four percent. Where's that increase? soma though? Like that's what I'm waiting for the pill that just makes you happy. Yeah, right. They're too busy making drugs that taste like other drugs. But they think there was like a 64% more, like a 64% more manufacture rate for drugs in America than like the rest of the world. Like we we take up 64% of all manufactured drugs. Wild. Or drugs. It makes sense because you get people just taking drugs and then when you have like. Here's a pill. Yeah. Well, and then people mismanage those pills. They get sentencing, and then look, you've got freaking labor that costs you what pennies, not you half also grow a penny. tolerance yeah. to medication. So then there creates forty different types of Seroquel right there. So okay. right. you know whatever you're taking, it's pretty interesting because when I was a kid, it was Ad- Adderall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it still Adderall? Yeah, I mean, there's Adderall and there's other like different like gen- generic names or whatever for mm-hmm. them. Um, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how, like, it breaks down, but there's other names for basically the same thing. 
There has been a 42% increase in ADHD diagnosis in the past eight years. What? That's huge. Yeah. I can't believe that. I mean, I can because therapy is becoming a lot more accessible and used, but Mm -hmm. I can't. And then, like, wow, that's a lot of people. I wish I had a number for that. That's a lot of millions. It's also, like, the things that are just actually finally being recognized now. Because, like, think about all those people who went through, like, ADHD symptoms, BPD symptoms, all, you know, the array of mental health things that you can have happen to you. And, like, no one started to get diagnosed or taken seriously until just recently. So, like, all those people who suffered before... I would be curious if they could, like, pull, if we could go back in time and pull numbers, like, mm-hmm. how they compare. Um, well, it'd definitely be different, because, I mean, it wasn't until about, like, you know, the late 70s that women were able to, you know, sign themselves out of a, a hospital without a, a, a father, right. a, an uncle, a husband, a brother to sign them out, mm-hmm. as if they were, you know, like, your dog like their yeah. property like that's literally what it reminds me of is taking your dog to the kennel and you're like no, right? no there's only certain people on our roster who can check her out <laughs> like that's that and then like not to not to even mention like it wasn't until i think and correct me if i'm wrong listeners but i think it was around like 1993 that the last states in america decided that marital rape was a real thing and should be prosecuted yeah what what that is not that long ago right? that we finally yeah. decided as a country that, you know, we should respect women that <laughs> that way. We're still talking about women and respect for them and their bodies and, yeah. and our autonomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oops. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty insane what we're facing. Like, just our country alone, but, like, globally as well. But essentially, our country, like due to these changes in power and the the upcoming changes in like things like the senate and the house and becoming more specifically republican th- these changes are coming on us really quick and uh i don't think anybody is really prepared for like what life is going to be like when you know abortion is illegal in 53 states so I don't know it's just it's mind-blowing and that's why I like talked about just like these things that we all struggle with because autonomy is just a big one for I feel like women and every single woman so but not to talk it's about, unfortunate like, you know, COVID and everything going on you know, our medical community is already over overran understaffed mm-hmm. and you know when like to think if abortion becomes illegal I mean women aren't going to stop having abortions oh, we no. all know that but what, yeah. what's going to happen is now women are going to die. And I think this, you know, in my personal opinion, I believe this is a projection that they know is going to happen. They're like, yeah, people who don't have money, minority women, will die off because they will have abortions to try and better their lives, you know. Yeah. And to them, they're like, they should just stick where they're at, right? Yeah. They should just let us breed them, make more work labor, right? Yeah. So it's kind of crazy how, you know, we're finally starting to pay attention to what's going on and how we're being used as a people. And yeah. For me, it's really encouraging because I'm like, we're finally, like, maybe this will be a push for us to be like, this is happening to everybody. Yeah. Even if you're a millionaire, dude, you're not part of the 1%. Like, mm-hmm. you're not the one making decisions <laughs> in this country. Right? You yeah. may have a lot of money and you may think you're better than everybody, but, like, 
We're st- you're, yeah. yeah. We're in this together. We're all in We're it together. In yeah. this together. You're part of the human race, buddy. I don't Sorry. wanna Welcome. be. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a challenge these days, and I'm I'm like praying that there's not gonna ever be a civil war, because of just crazy scary behavior there's projections man we, we're at <laughs> a place are, in our in our we're uh, getting close as far as you know congress and the senate are concerned. it's just the duality in this country is crazy and it yeah. comes down to almost everything like even to like just you know your fats what fat like what are you into right and if yeah. you're not into that we, we can't be friends we can't do this or that you know and yeah. then there's the extreme side like why can't everybody be friends and be like well if you if you can't respect my autonomy we cannot be friends right. there are yeah. lines in which you can draw yeah i will say this i've noticed quite an increase in what people are sharing on facebook you know at the beginning of the pan- pandemic facebook pandemic. was a freak yeah banana banana bread pandemic. all right my mind was like food <laughs> so like in the beginning people were like freaking out on Facebook and they were like oh my god this is my opinion fuck yours whatever right yep. it was a nightmare mm-hmm. and then now it's like people are sh- sharing mental health facts and I'm like you go great right. get it and I'm loving every single post and a lot of them are right but there's like that one percent of people that are like no I don't want to I don't ever comment on these but like some of them are like you know your parents are gonna get old you should forgive oh them I'm like God. what like Ooh. what like why would why are you thinking about me right. like first it of all it sounds like you have something you need to tell your parents <laughs> right. that's really weighing heavy on your mind yeah. lots of different opinions and, and how they want to yeah so there's like lots of different people with opinions about how you should keep your family close or you know forgive your parents or forgive your family or blood is thicker than water whatever what have you but you know what I mean like it's just those are all just manipulation tactics from the old generations that we've already come to attune to and like I'm sorry that you're still stuck in it and you're still blinded by that shroud but honey Come on out. (laughs) Right? Yeah, people do what they need to do to protect them. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. No child goes no contact, and it's the child's fault. It is it's the parents' fault. Like there's there's no reason for a child who was grown and raised in a home willing to break that bond without somebody causing it. And you know what I mean? Like, I right. wouldn't have broken the bond if I was the one that's trying to, st- you know, be forceful like that. So, it's just shit. On <laughs> the contrary what of what the older generations believe. Your children do love you. We love you so much, but we also yeah, learn to love sucks. ourselves. Right? So, sorry kn- about that. <laughs> and it's knowing when to distance yourself for yourself. Yeah. And knowing that it's okay to do that. So, anyone out there who's listening and isn't doesn't know if like that's okay like here's your permission to distance yourself from from people who aren't serving you yeah yeah and it's not selfish no 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 no. it is it is to better yourself it's so that you can be more selfless I almost feel like in a way because like I'm a healer I'm a I'm a feeler I'm very empathetic um but when I'm not good 
I can't do that for other people. Yeah. And I love doing that for people. Yeah. So like, yes, here's your permission. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have, you gotta have your own time. Like for right? sure. And I definitely have been struggling with that one. Um, this week I'm on vacation Two, two. I'm literally going to sleep for the next two days and clean. And then yes. me and that Lauren me are going to go down that. to uh, the hot springs in uh, Umqua. No. Yeah. Oh, bro, that sounds so I'm fun. So I think jelly. it's closed, but <gasps> people go there. Yeah, it's closed. closed <laughs> no, meaning the gate's closed, so you can park outside. And Yeah. yeah. Mother anyway. Earth is not closed. Um. <laughs> I, I don't condone trespassing, so if it's, like, super sketch, we'll probably just do something different because we're already all the way down there. But we're right. just going to go and adventure it out. And I'm so, Fine. like, this is, like, first night away from my baby. And I'm like, well, at least it's with Lauren. She'll keep me distracted. Right. <laughs> I'm I mean, busy. if you guys want to do an adventure, hot springs typically pop up kind of like how, like, a, a, a key of islands would pop up. Mm-hmm. So you could always just, if you have a map, just look at, like, where they're kind of laying out. And you oh, can yeah. usually track where they would be and you just go find your own you know? I went to one recently I'll have to find the name of it for you in case that one doesn't work but it's it's good alright <laughs> just guess <laughs> now that we've kind of covered ADHD so I kind of wanted to cover more or less the causes um, scientists are studying causes and risk factors in an effort to find better ways to manage and reduce the chances of a person having ADHD the causes and risk factors for ADHD are unknown, but current research shows that genetic plays on or plays an important role. Recent studies link genetic factors with ADHD. In addition to genetics, scientists are studying other possible causes that risk factors include, which are brain injury, exposure to environmental risk during pregnancy or at a young age, alcohol and tobacco use during pregnancy, premature delivery, and low birth weight. So that's like a lot of women. Yeah, that's that like covers a over lot half. Of different issues that almost everyone deals with one or a few of those things. Yeah. I don't know why your mic's going in. Just because I'm not like super close up. Yeah, you have to be me. exactly like that. She wants her nice and close. <laughs> Sweet, nothing. Thank you. Oh, yeah. She just well, like, my mic's really loud. Hers is like, okay, and you can actually just like Oh, do yeah. we need Because it it's closer? like at the bottom. Is okay. Like the, yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways. So, yeah, those causes are pretty common. Yeah. Pretty universal. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't use alcohol or tobacco or anything like that. And I'm like, please don't have ADHD. But here's my son. We feeding him and he will see like nothing but a shadow and be like, <gasps> I'm done eating. Oh, yeah, I want to eat. And then I'm like, oh, now I'm going to play with the dot on my plate, not the food. I don't know. Like, sometimes I'm like, "Mm, please. Me and Tristan (laughs) were the same way with Sylvie, man. And, like, honestly, I think, you know, like they say, like, a lot of the symptoms show when they're about, like, three to six years old or whatever. I mean, that's kind of how we're starting to see is, like, Sylvie has just a hard time, like, going from one activity to the next. Mm-hmm. She gets, and when I mean hard time, like she gets so frustrated. She gets super duper angry, which is a symptom or a sign, mm-hmm. uh, especially in like, you know, girls is like the over aggressive behavior, which 
I'm a little skeptical on just because I'm I know that most people are like girls are supposed to be nice and blah 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 and I'm like that's not always the case <laughs> no I understand my, um, my nephew's a lot like that but it's like yeah it's like they get so frustrated and then sometimes like when she cries because she gets frustrated she she'll cry herself into like a stupa she you know she starts like vomiting or like getting so upset and it's yeah. like more than i've ever seen and i've seen you know i grew up with lots of children mm-hmm. like i've seen lots of kids get upset throw tantrums and turn mm-hmm. blue in the face and whatnot but like this is like you know this child is emotionally like like really sad like just you no know, <laughs> i get yeah. it yeah it's definitely a big feeler oh yeah for sure she's oh. she's big on those emotions Hello. There's these really cool books that I found. If you want, I'll send you a link. But there's all sorts of books that helped kids understand or try to help kids understand mm-hmm. feelings and mm-hmm. what to do with them and all that shit. But yeah, I have a, like great a book, whole bunch. A great book that we have is The Bad Seed. And it's about like this little seed, like a sunflower seed. And he gets like, you know, spit out, right? Because he's like been eaten or whatever. And he goes mm-hmm. through his whole story of like his trauma from growing up in like a little sunflower patch to like being raked up and like sun dried <laughs> and put in a bag and he talks about how he's a bad seed but every day he's trying to get a little better because one day he decided he didn't want to be a bad seed oh and it's such a good book oh my god i love that book yeah it's definitely it's definitely like the early years that you really start to see these developmental things built mm-hmm. in your child and then like then you just kind of are able to tell at a certain point and you have to get testing and all that. But, oh, yeah. Uh, I think you can um, tell early, early on. It's just like mm-hmm. there's, you know. Were you ever te- tested for ADHD, Star? Honestly, I mean, no. It's not tested. You just go to therapy and then they're like, yeah. Yeah. She meets the criteria. I I never went to therapy. Therapy. I'm from a smaller town in central Washington. It's a real shithole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we love but, it. But we have a predominantly Hispanic community there and a lot of things like this are very taboo in those communities and there's so much mental health that is not talked about Mm -hmm. um that even like it's funny because my mom will look back on on things and symptoms and she's like how did I not know (laughs) like there were times because anxiety comes along with um ADHD Mm -hmm. like it's very like common thing to happen um and she said there were days that I would just like be sick but she couldn't figure out what was wrong with me but it was that I was so nervous and so anxious to go to school that my tummy was literally like (laughs) telling your body is like we are dying (laughs) I can't do this I got more gas for you (laughs) right um and I even haven't had a proper diagnosis yet um but I do believe that um, understanding yourself first and being able to like um, be self-aware mm-hmm. and yeah. knowing that like Mindful. and being able to accept and say that I am these things is like the first step so I'm saying that I'm ADHD because I resonate with so much of it but I am not um, diagnosed as of right now it's just Haven't a technicality all, right? it, all it does is give you better well it your insurance will give you better coverage if you have certain types of diagnosis like borderline because it's a more intensive therapy is needed um but like yeah that's i mean 
I I diagnosed myself too, guys. I I mean, I've read some books. I mean, my therapist was definitely good in suggesting like what I should read or what I should listen to, mm-hmm. but it was definitely the Baby Mama No Drama, <laughs> Baby Mama's No Drama podcast. They had Katie Morton on, and uh, I listened to them talk about trauma, and then I was like, oh, I don't have Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I have a trauma bond and then boom from there it just kind of like went went out and crazy I got to the part of the book where they were just like describing borderline and and like the differences between PTSD CPTSD and BPD and I was like oh oh, well fuck I am a borderline (laughs) like that's it that's it right there like it it fit like a glove whereas all the other ones were like well this fits but I don't I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized it's no, you have PTSD or CPTSD and BPT. And like you, when you kind of come to like a, an awakening, you are like, for me, it's just like PTSD. Like I just keep having flashbacks. It's like a really weird time in my brain, I guess. And like my brain is just like, foom, foom doing weird shit no so. i had one last night i was watching supernatural um in like <laughs> the early seasons when bobby like had he's like when they kill off the character or whatever and he has to go through like his mind in his coma because yes. like a uh, reaper's trying to get him and there's a part where like he has to face like his drunken dad who's like beating his, him and his mom yeah and i was like oh I, the feelings are coming <laughs> in and i just looked at tristan and i was like I'm gonna cry and he's like really and he's like I'm eating snacks and shit and he's like not paying attention and I'm like starting to well up and I start like sobbing but like quiet like really quietly just like letting the tears roll down and he looks over and he's like oh you okay and I'm just like mom I'm crying (laughs) triggered over here now and I was like well you know me and Bobby we're we're just the same and I like Bobby he's a good character and I'm like but I think he's gonna die and then he does if anyone doesn't watch Supernatural I'm sorry spoiler alert but it's been long enough it's been so long that way I'm just a loser and I'm just figuring it out I'm a loser (laughs) oh man so what what I found interesting was um and by the way like if you look at the DSM I'll just read it it's I'm not good at reading all these big words just bear with me here (laughs) symptoms and or behaviors that have persisted for greater than six months in greater than two settings school home church etc symptoms have negatively impacted academic social and occupational functioning in patients uh 17 years and under and six with six symptoms or greater are necessary in those aged 17 or older five symptoms are necessary so um that's what the dsm says and then like we just went over the criteria which is impulsiveness disorganization um etc so that's like again that's everyone and then if you can like really sit there and consider those types of what the criteria says and you can reflect on that you do diagnose yourself whether you're in therapy or not right <laughs> like I even asked my therapist <laughs> can verify I was like can you diagnose yourself and she's like yeah absolutely the information is out there that we have mm-hmm. things that are just like exploding on the internet that 
you know, like this TikTok thing, man, it sounds like a joke to a lot of people, but it really isn't till it's it like when I figured out I had BPD and I went on there, it was very awakening to me on my own personal issue set. Like it, it helped me kind of like re-identify what's more going more or less going on with me. And then mm-hmm. like actually realized the reason I had BPD was because of narcissistic abuse and then like bing like you know what I mean oh, oh shit that's exactly what it's right. and like it's... learning what reactive abuse was I was like oh so me flipping out and losing my shit in the end was a result of abuse <laughs> and yeah it's not like the behavior is an inexcusable thing but how can you expect someone else to respond besides leaving? And then if you are traumatized and have a hard time with abandonment, you're not going to leave. So right. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a shit, it's a shit sandwich is what it is. <laughs> all, all of its layers, just shit, shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, the, if you can diagnose yourself, then you know what I mean? Therapy is the resources are out there get books i do the audible thing listen to podcasts you know what i mean right. do meditation and like just try to use your mind make it a muscle and heal it that's all you need yeah. <laughs> yeah. diagnosis or not <laughs> if you want to go to therapy then it's a different story that said <laughs> also you don't need a phd to diagnose a gunshot wound you know like right. when you have a wound like that you know what's wrong and when it's so apparent it's hard to like not look at and call yeah. it something else yeah. well so. and, and even if you get the diagnosis wrong you are starting somewhere and what a diagnosis gets you is a more stable footing for you to start down your path yes yeah diagnosis um, i wish you could just be like oh this is what's wrong with you and here's the treatment no, no, no. but like the treatment is so <laughs> like what i want it to be god i wish there was here's a what's pill wrong with you. and then here's this and this is what causes this and this is what causes this and you start to realize that like there's this thing like called your childhood or called the trauma or whatever that you endured and then there's this like whole plant that grows out of it you know yeah. it literally is like a tree like there's mm-hmm. all these other things that make up you and you are the tree and uh i think something that's hard for you know i don't know about you guys but something that i've been thinking about lately is like even those like bad parts are part of you or even then some even the good parts came because of the bad things mm-hmm. that were earlier down the road you know what i mean right mm-hmm. um so yeah it's 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 interesting to think about how uh especially like because in western medicine they just try to cover up symptoms right rather than thinking about like what is the core that came down to this yeah yeah i mean the it all does stem stem off of trauma because yeah. whether you know we said this a million times but whether it's a small thing or a big thing it really it really forms your personality in the long run because you build psych your brain builds psychological defenses to just get you through i mean that's literally what we are as humans is we are protozoa that you know tar- started taking in light stimuli and then mm-hmm. decided like oh this is actually killing me i'll swim to the dark right <laughs> yeah and then we just we extended on that through evolution now we're like oh man like my yeah, boss we didn't have really to go gets there. at me and they really want a lot of my time and energy yeah maybe yeah. i shouldn't give them so much of my time and energy like right <laughs> right like i was in that situation for me like i was very 
I don't know, focused on being what my parent. I wanted to make my dad proud. That's essentially it. It was a very big deal to me. (laughs) I esteemed him really greatly. Mm -hmm. So it was like a really hard and difficult task process. And it was ugly in the end. And it just like sealed the deal for me. But uh, like, yeah, like just confronting that is you know people don't even don't even know what's going on half the time and if you have the ability to even consider confronting that then you got to try and confront it oh yeah <laughs> as as hard as it can be and this does not whoops this does not mean people are bad this just means not all people are good for everyone and you've got to have those boundaries and you also have to do it and realize that the people that you take those boundaries from may never change and you have to figure out what's good for you yeah you got to decide if um what boundaries they're willing to like uh withstand with you you know like maintain with you if those are going to be the boundaries that you're good with you know, because it's like you, it's it's one boundary, but there's two people on either side of it. You know what I mean? And you're maintaining it together. And that's kind of how you have to look at your your relationships. Is, is this person going to maintain this boundary with me? And how well are we going to maintain it together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the other things I kind of wanted to talk about tonight, since it's pretty much night now, it's <laughs> afternoon, <laughs> it is. is actually BPD with ADHD and how they actually play together, which yeah. is, is, I just found this out and I'm like, thank God I have therapy on Monday. <laughs> so I'm like, mm-mm. I see what's going on here. Um, so a study under the U.S. National Library of Medicine with the, in, you know, the National Institute of Health says... ADHD symptoms in adult or ADHD symptoms in adulthood greatly interfere with daily functioning and are associated with a high number of psychiatric comorbidities. Among them, borderline personality disorder in particular is encountered far more often than expected by chance in adults with ADHD. <laughs> That just makes me feel so much worse <laughs> in some so many ways. But it also makes sense. I mean, it 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 kind of makes sense because you know there's similar uh, stimulus or you know abuse that goes on between like you know having ADHD and being like a hyperactive child and being told right. to stop doing what you're doing and why are you this way and things like that and then like the narcissistic abuse which is like why are you this way <laughs> like stop doing you're that thing. You're making me look bad. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's crazy how, like, that can cut into a child's personality very early on from different sides. You can't, you can't, you know what I mean? You can't even imagine how they would be different if that never occurred. And I imagine it all the time for myself. It's a great grief process. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord. I don't like grief. In fact, we're going to do, like, a whole episode on grief, I'm sure. Yeah. Got, I got added to the list. Anyway, uh, so BPD, just a real quick cap. BPD is characterized by a pervasive pattern of instability in effect regulation, impulse control, interpersonal relationships, and BPD subjects are heterogeneous group with some subjects characterized by prominent impulsive features while others have prominent affective dissociative features. Um, so 
Yeah, so you remember the borderlines, just the real quick. Because, right. like, I don't feel like I always talk about, like, that, and I feel like i got to say it a few yeah. more times. Some so. are super reactive, and it cuts into their life in typically negative fashions, and some are so disassociative with their lives that it cuts into with negative. Yeah, I'm disassociative yeah. AF. I'm reactive <laughs> AF. I um, well, there's impulsive, which is, I feel like both borderlines are probably reactive. Oh, because yeah, yeah, at some yeah. point, you know what I mean, you kind of gain, if you gain any little bit of confidence, you're protective to some level. You react. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the, the stuff I found was really interesting. It says at least 14% of those diagnosed with ADHD in their childhood later receive a diagnosis of BPD, while between 18 and 34% of adults with ADHD are estimated to have comorbid comorbid BPD. Um, that's a lot of BPD with ADHD all mixed into one. I feel like this is just the res- like this is like the big statistic that's like this is what your generation did to your kids and this is how we're affected. Yeah. And there's science to back it up because our brains are shrinking. Anyway, I just think it's interesting how how highlighted (laughs) that specific part is and just how impactful it is yeah no i agree um i mean i think it's most like impactful because i don't know for me it gives me a sense of like yeah like the shit i went through happened you know i'm not gaslighting myself anymore into believing like oh i just had like a childhood that wasn't like other kids which is something i was just told right like yeah no i definitely had a childhood that was very different than what other children had or have and like I went through shit that like not a lot of people go through um or is that it's not you know it's not normal right Mm -hmm. I mean we all have the things that we went through especially as borderlines yeah we can play that game all day which yeah the the wheel of trauma um (laughs) (laughs) come spin the wheel I watched too much GMM Um, so I kind of wanted to like do a little testy, testy. <laughs> I kind of wanted to. Do... You want to do a little testy? You want a testy? I'm going to live that one down, am I? Uh, <laughs> You're getting Rocky Mountain oysters for dinner. We're just like, you know what I mean? So I kind of wanted to see what you guys felt like as far as ADHD symptoms oh. that you felt like. And I kind of wanted to list what you know, the DSM says essentially for attention depth deficit hyperactivity um and then just like tell me which kind you guys feel like all right so they say there's difficulty with paying attention difficulty following instructions organizing challenges time management issues careless mistakes and or missed details uh recording or responding before an appropriate time to respond uh the appearance of not listening um uh, Avoidance to lengthy task projects, <laughs> forgetfulness, difficulty standing still, fidgeting, restlessness, um, inappropriately active, <laughs> impulsivity, excessive talking, difficulty with quiet activities, and uh. difficulty patience with, with patience and waiting, um, interrupts inappropriately and then emotional regulation challenges well Anna I feel like that last one we can definitely put on <laughs> our side <laughs> um, but like yeah so what do you feel like are your very strong ADHD like 
ticks or symptoms more or less mine's definitely like the emotional regulation and then it would be like um working on lengthy tasks or uh what was the other one it was like um working through well you know remembering what to do um mm-hmm. tasks like i can't remember almost everything that you said now um yeah, like, i made I notes <laughs> i got a point a to l and then back to c right no, <laughs> yeah i don't know i i definitely have like the um it's hard for me to like I mean I, our listeners know it's hard for me not to talk when other people are talking because I'm like oh I have this idea and like it needs to go through or else it's literally like I imagine it as like a train that's on a track and it has to get to the station if it doesn't get to the station the train literally just like falls over and like it like it doesn't like... disappear it like just falls over and then it's like I know the train's off the tracks <laughs> yeah and then there's people running and there's smoke and then there's people <laughs> exiting the train like in a weird way and it's really scary and and yeah, then my brain's yeah. like, but there's another train. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to make the station. Um, yeah, no, I definitely relate to that, especially because, like, the borderline issues just tie. I feel like they tie together when you have the same, like, symptom from each. Like, maybe one's not as triggering as the other, but they tie together in a way that's like here let me trip all your other emotions he he ha and just like right. yeah it's it's like the joker <laughs> well yeah, yeah. i, I kind of see it's also like um oh man i had the idea now my, my train flipped over um but uh what was i gonna say see i had it and the train, train flipped and then people are exiting Literally. the train there's smoke there's and smoke there's, everywhere but you can hear like <laughs> in the distance is another train coming um, so I want to go over some overlapping symptoms as far as ADHD and BPD. Um, the symptoms that overlap between BPD and ADHD are those related to impulsiveness, difficulty regulating emotions, and challenges with interpersonal relationships and interactions. Uh, BPD and ADHD may also be comorbid, which just means, you know, again, that they occur together in the same person at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, this may make it more difficult to di- distinguish between the two, but there are differences in the way the overlapping symptoms present. The differences between BPD and ADHD, um, while B people... <laughs> While people with BPD and people with ADHD may both struggle with impulsiveness, difficulty relating, you know, regulating your emotions, and challenges with relationships, these symptoms tend to be more severe in BPD. Right. And I think it's true to, like, when you're feeling it. Like, if this situation of, like, oh, this person canceled on me today, um, and it makes you feel like, oh, now I can't focus or do my tasks that's more like ADHD but if it makes you feel like oh I can't do anything except for fucking cry and be sad the whole time um you know like that might be more of a borderline right it's (laughs) not like ADHD paralysis where you're like oh no I can't do this because like I have something to do later and so I have to think about doing that thing later and then like if I just sit here and think about it and then I gotta think about getting ready and then when I get ready I gotta think about like before I get ready to set an alarm to get ready yeah you know anxiety about (laughs) that's ADHD paralysis but like when you know like you said like for instance someone like changes plans last minute and you punch a hole in the wall or you just just start bawling and you literally you feel (laughs) you feel at the mercy of your emotions rather than like i feel my emotion it's affecting me this way 
and this is how I'm going to deal with it. You know, the thing that people naturally do usually within like a split second. Yeah, we that's that's more like a, what's not happening for BPD people. It's it's more of a, a big like ah rather than than a ah. <laughs> Yeah, and like B- people with BPD, um, they are way more likely to hurt themselves. Like they're like, the they're they're in the high risk category mm-hmm. there with like all the other real really crazy people. <laughs> not not saying you're crazy and it's a bad thing, but you know like like sociopaths and schizophrenics and people who are fully dissociative disorder, like. Um, well, people with BPD pretty, go into yeah, fully all, dissociative uh, episodes. Yeah, and and that's what's hard is like all this like entanglement between disorders, and um, distinguishing what's most prominent and how to effectively treat or heal. Um, yeah, because like for me, it's been really hard. Like I've been trying random stuff that I don't even try anymore because it's not really working. And then I found stuff that kind of works, and then I just keep doing the stuff that kind of works and trying to do more. So. Um, it's all about just trying to know yourself like again whether you go to therapy or not it really doesn't make a difference if you're really trying to genuinely heal in fact I got that BPD book and I'm gonna buy you a copy because you just need it all right (laughs) it's a workbook so try to find time where you can spend time reading and then interacting and it's writing but it's got some really good quizzes and, and stuff in there and it helps you figure out which type of borderline subtype you are Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so it's been actually pretty healing for me even though I feel like I've learned I feel like you're gonna feel the same way where you're like I've already figured this part out Mm -hmm. but just get through the parts that you already understand about yourself and then like figure out which subtype you are and all this stuff and we'll do an episode on that because it's so it's such a great book it's a the borderline personality disorder workbook and it was it was written by somebody you know who obviously is a doctor (laughs) (laughs) and uh and it's great it's highly recommended my therapist recommended it and that it wasn't on amazon i think until recently so i'm just gonna gift it to you it's your birthday gift (laughs) you probably get it in a couple days so so yay it's okay i grew up without so many birthdays that i don't care if you give me a birthday gift it's cool you can just you just give me gifts and be like this is for the birthday you never got (laughs) (laughs) randomly throughout the year right yeah i'm good at that i like gifts There are also differences in the ways that people with BPD and people with ADHD struggle with the symptoms and how they respond to those struggles. For example, they are generally not impulsive in the same ways. People with BPD tend to struggle with responding appropriately when stressed. And people with ADHD, on the other hand, struggle more with thinking or acting like what we just discussed. So, and that's, that's more or less what this, um, was this institution was saying in their report all right and so we're gonna go over some some treatment for basically bpd here which is just like you know the psychotherapy uh talk therapy it can be really challenging to have co comorbid bpd and adhd because like adhd often struggle to stay focused on talk therapy Um, A combination of medication and psychotherapy is suggested for people who have both. 
I'm on the fence of how I feel about taking medication because I have a son to take care of and it just freaks me out. No, it's just, I am like very afraid of medication. <laughs> Dude, I did my intake and like, I've had a lot of bad drug episodes. Like, yeah. Reactive. Same. Yeah. That Ugh. could be a whole episode too, man. Oh my God. <laughs> like this one time I had freaking, um, MRSA and like the medication they had me on I was on for literally a month and 28 days and I was supposed to be on it for like 32 and on the 28th day I broke out into blisters and welts that swelled up with pus all over my entire skin and body and then my tongue swelled up so bad that I couldn't chew food or swallow or taste anything for a month (laughs) So, you know, people are weary about drugs for a reason, and it's because not everybody's the same, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that was really no fun. But don't be afraid to try medication. If you need it, definitely, like, I know that ADHD medication tends to help people a lot. Um, have you ever thought about getting on medication? Um, I have a weird relationship with prescribed medications um i have one that i take that helps me survive but aside from that um i've been through like the doctor's cocktail of drugs that were pushed at me when they just thought i had depression um Mm -hmm. and coming off of those and the experience on some of those were just so awful that it is a little like nerve-wracking to think about going on another medication but I think if I was, like, 100% knowing, like, this is what I have, because it does, like, it vibrates at the same frequency as me, right. then I would. Because I, I don't know, you reach a point where you're like, I just can't get my shit together. And if there's something that could help me get my shit together, yeah. I'll fucking take it. <laughs> I'm, at that, I'm at that point. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there right now. <laughs> hey, you know... I, I encourage people to try it just because, like, once it does work, I know that it's pretty effective. I know that with ADHD meds, it tends to be, or just treating ADHD and depression tends to be, like, the two easier things to manage. Yeah. Um, And then the anxiety is a little bit harder. That's what my understanding is. Don't quote me. I think it's like anxiety takes a little bit longer to like yeah. pin yeah. down and make I've it all nice and too. neat. It's also yeah. just that psychological block that anxiety puts in the way of your anxiety. And you're like, no, 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 no. This isn't going to work because you're crazy. <laughs> like, right. You're and I think that all the time. I'm like, am I just like making things up in my head? I don't know. There's a lot of things you have to like go through mentally in your journey to like bettering yourself, I guess you could say, or Definitely. healing yourself too. Um, that's like definitely one for me though. (laughs) Yeah. I think treatment for me, that's been really probably the most effective and I need to do more of it is meditation. These guided meditations that are just seriously at your fingertips these days, guys, like they, you just Google, you just search, not Google, you just search in the search engine. (laughs) Um, I'm a millennial. You don't at me. Anyway, um, (laughs) You just search in the search engine, like, something you're going through, and it's like, oh, I need to figure out how to forgive right now, because I'm, like, really angry. And, like, it, it's so amazing how you can just access parts of your brain by just trying to focus on relaxing your body. 
and and being able to process the events or your situation or whatever you might head into so that's what I like for treatment so far I don't want to do the med thing yet I'm not too sure I even really need it more I think the more I'm more mindful and trust me I feel like this was probably the long road because that's every time that's the road I choose to go on is the one that's really long and windy and dangerous (laughs) but I learn a lot I see a lot and I gain a lot so what you know what are you gonna do (laughs) I'm like all for it I I see like especially with where uh the United States is heading as far as uh like drug treatment and then also just like um you know the the acceptance of mental health now like I'm all for it about like getting on whatever Mm -hmm. medication that they believe is gonna help and um I don't know as soon as I did my intake they called me and they want like you know they got my therapy appointment scheduled and everything like that they got everything all squared away and then they called me literally like two days or a day after and they're like and here's your medication management appointment and we're gonna do it this day and it's gonna be like this and they've been uh, just pushing and pushing and like I had a lot of friends growing up that ended up being hospitalized because of their mental health and it was the best thing that could ever happen to them and it's the only reason why they're literally here today is because someone put them in a hospital and made sure that they got the mental health care that they needed and like for me that's a big one that I struggle with is like you know I got like severe mental health issues on both sides of my family and it's very you know it's a clean possibility that like at some point I could be hospitalized and need to take time for myself to just deal with the things that I deal with um on such a reactive scale because of my BPD Yeah, and like that's something I want people to understand is like if you need to go somewhere that they specially treat you and like is going to be the perfect place for you to get away from literally everything else in the world like it's uh it's what you got to do and Mm -hmm. you shouldn't feel you know you shouldn't feel bad about it and I'm like I hate saying that because you're gonna feel bad about it like it's not a great thing to accept but it's kind of like you know when you accept like you're sick there's something wrong you know it's it's kind of like when you watch those uh those reels on instagram or those tiktok videos and you're all like oh this is so funny because i react or i relate to it and then it's like cut scene (laughs) and you're like i really relate to it and it's like you know you you in your head being like oh fuck i'm really fucked up the dramatic music starts playing yeah yeah (laughs) it's like the cool blue light and you're just like oh fuck yeah and you know don't don't be afraid like if you if you need to call someone and you need to be admitted like just do it man like the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to be like, no, you cannot bring your blankie to group. And you'll be like, fuck you, I want to bring my blankie to group. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally that's what it is, is people Let being like, I have blanket. my things that make me feel safe. And they're like, okay, but we have to work through them so we have normal things that we can use to make you feel safe yeah. so you can be a functioning member in society. Mm-hmm. You know, Not to say that there aren't scary things that happen when you go to the hospital, but a, yeah. a lot more of it is just your own healing that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, I saw people, I mean, I know of at least two friends that have been admitted and, like, it scared me to the point where, like, I would go get therapy or whatever and then I've been in and out of therapy lots of times throughout my life. Um, but none of it was direct at all. And, and that just, I hate talking shit, but, like, that's just proof of how pathetic... Mm-hmm. the healthcare yeah. system is in our country yeah. and the number one health risk we are facing is mental health <laughs> and it is the least supported mm-hmm. um it sucks <laughs> but i did want to end on something good which yeah. was i ta- i i posted this thing on tiktok 
Um, and like this girl who was like, these are great podcasts for healing your inner child. So I commented and I was like, Hey, yeah, I love these. I listened to this one and I actually have my own and posted my, my, you know, my tick, my name of my show. And she pinned the comment, mm-hmm. which was like, Cha-cha! and we got yeah. like a gang more listeners. And, oh, yeah. and one of the girls who was listening actually messages me and I wanted to read it because it was Aww. really sweet. Okay. Um, says, and bear with me, I'm not great at reading. I'm just not. <laughs> anyway, your podcast is making me cry and I truly feel connected in a way I haven't ever felt. My mom abandoned me when I was little. At an age I could remember my stepmom... Oops, sorry. At an age I could remember everything going on. And my stepmom hated me and and my mom. She made me feel like my life was hell. Listening to your narcissistic abuse and what you took on for... Or what to look out for. And I know that's exactly who she was. Um... I remember trying to commit suicide at eight years old because I was treated or because I was so hated and I truly hated myself. That's so fucking sad. I and, feel you, girl. I mean, I like, feel you. Like, I feel like that's how old I, I was, yeah. like 10. Yeah. Um, what really gets me is when you guys are talking about how narcissistic abuse causes brain damage. I've been living in such a brain fog for the last four years, uh, last four years. I know a lot of it is my husband being a big trigger, but it's brought back so many things from my childhood that I haven't moved on or healed from. I just want to say thank you and for making this channel and this podcast. I look forward to hearing from more, more from you both and finding more focus on BPD. And I thought that was sweet. And it's nice to know that you, like, help people process something. Like, it's big for me just in sense that, like, you know, it's not like we're out here trying to, like, hit the top list on anything. Like, the only motivation for this podcast is just merely spreading awareness. Yeah. Because I I needed the little bit of spread. And that spread reached to me. And I've got to keep you know pushing it paying it forward um and that's that's my drive and also i love podcasting it's so much fun <laughs> yeah no, this is, it's awesome to know that we're actually helping people and getting little messages like that you know it's it's uh very very rewarding to to be to know that like literally we're just here kind of talking and like connecting with each other and that this connection is reaching other people in eight different countries yeah which yeah. is amazing we've almost yeah. have had 200 plays so that is awesome thank you so much everybody thank you so much (laughs) thank you for listening thank you for just your input please keep giving us input because like that is just such an essential need to keep feeding this show is we need you guys and uh you know we don't you don't have to you know put your name out there or anything but if you want us to to share anything on the show or you know let us know how we've helped you or how other things have helped you just anything if you need help let us know yeah if you want to know if you want to know our opinions on things if you want to give us stuff to talk about we are more than receptive uh like we said we've been doing this for you guys we're here to help uh you know just connect people to (laughs) crap we're all freaking going through (laughs) we're all just some type of type (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought you were gonna say the thing like we're all just complicated house plants and we all just need to take care of oh each other. I, I never got behind the plant thing, and you know what? I've had like two plants and they both died. And after that, I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not a plant person." And now that's like this cool thing. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm really impressed with some people's plants. I have like thirty person? in my house. <gasps> oh my god, that's so great. I oh, think it's a, it's a healing thing, See, man. Mine was my cats. They were like, yeah, they just destroyed and ate whatever was there. Yeah. My my dog is very timid when it comes to new things, so she doesn't touch my plants. Oh, so. Good dog. <laughs> she is good. Um, so we're going to end the show with something you can't let go of, health-related or not. Um, what you're obsessing with this this week, month, whatever. What you just can't let go of. Do we want me to start? Is that, is that like why we're all we looking at me? At yeah. Like, okay. Uh, the most reactive one of the group will go. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this last time. I think I did. But um, I recently found out that uh, the first person I ever fell in love with passed away in 2020. I didn't know that. Um, and I've just been dealing with that. That's the thing I can't really let go of is, like, it opened a door of grief that I haven't opened in, like, over 10 years. Um and as sad as and as hurtful as it is, I've been holding on to it because, like, it's it's bringing me back to a place that I forgot I could even go to, which is really nice. Um, so, yeah, that's my little shitty thing I'm holding on to that opens its way to a nicer thing. It's not <laughs> shitty, though, in the way that – I mean, it's horrible that it's happening and that it's happened and that it happened the way it did. But yeah. what it is doing for you is helping you grow. Definitely, yeah. And that is not a bad thing. Yeah. As hard weird. as it fucking, as much as it sucks. It's weird. It's not like, you know, you guys are a little older than me, so it's like, I'm sure you guys, you know, understand. But it's weird when you're like, oh, yeah, when you get older, people are going to die. Like, yeah, not everyone's going to make it. Yeah. You're not going to understand until you experience it. And I yeah. think that's true to just a lot of aspects of life. You're just not going to. Like the parent so thing too. As you go. <laughs> yeah, no, the, parenting that's a weird is one. this nightmare you you know about, but you don't know about. <laughs> well, and parenting's funny because like I started at twenty two, you started at you know thirty one. Thirty one. So it's like yeah. yeah, we're both like you, we're starting out, but also it's like you've got a lot more in the like lifetime experience. Yeah. Whereas I'm like I done fucked up and had a I kid in my out, early twenties. I, I ain't done much, <laughs> but I didn't figure out everything because obviously I'm in. I'm in therapy. No, obviously, like, I've had this major, like, spiritual awakening, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I was going to say, you have figured it out. You're in therapy. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I was like, that is (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But, like, before, you know, before having my kid, I didn't have the understanding. But now I do. But um, I don't know. Do you have something you can't let go of, Shatara? Um, Yeah. How do you guys feel about conspiracy theories? I love I don't them. Know. Okay. Like they they intrigue me because I love to see how ridiculous sometimes it it just I like to right. read the comment section. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so in my TikTok rabbit hole of watching oh. HT ADHD videos, I found a video that was like, bro, there's a conspiracy out there that people who are experiencing ADHD are people who are trying to access more parts of their brains evolution purposely like purposes and their brains are having trouble like 
handling all the new information they're able to access. And so they have all these like learning issues and like emotion like regulatory oh, yeah, yeah, issues yeah, yeah. like and that that I think I read that or like watched a video about that like three months ago and like I swear every night before I go to bed I'm just like I'm evolving I like imagine yourself like a Pokemon like okay. no that's excellent for meditation because then you just like focus on your body and like right? your blood flow and like you're laying in bed and you're just like my body is evolving I, I am the evolved yeah. species and though I might be one of the first to try and evolve like here I am like, <laughs> yes I'm with it I'm, so I'm that, that energy just a fun little conspiracy-ish theory that yes. is stuck with me for life now it's a good yeah but like even if it's a conspiracy theory it's a good mental trick right I love mental tricks oh yeah yeah I live I live for mental tricks feel like tricks. a piece of shit you ain't shit you're the I'm next human I'm yeah. human 2.0 yeah. you're like the best piece of shit ever at least you're the best something you're the newest shit out there baby <laughs> there's a lot of bugs but we're figuring it out the angel's uh, up there what can what can I not let go of you're crazy. I'm just like I know, but that's what makes this show fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I can't think of something. I'm so like, what's something I can't I can't let go of the fact that my kid is Macho Man in real life. I was but gonna say your kid's about beginning. to start freaking walking, and he's like, he's freaking three like, centimeters tall. Like, just, he's gonna <laughs> um, just like my life lately has been really positive, and I've. I haven't had such a long stretch of like steady, good, happy days in a row. We've made it two weeks here and everything's kind of been pretty great. Like, I mean, our apartment is trashed, but who gives a fuck? (laughs) That don't matter. And, you know, we always have to be humbled by like the mere fact that we're parents. We're both fully working parents your house is lived in like eight months old tomorrow like there's there's people that actually reside here and there's only 900 square feet to fuck up it's really easy happens in about 20 minutes i don't clean up (laughs) toys anymore (laughs) i feel i feel bad for tristan because like we talked about like the the clean adhd and then there's the messy adhd like he's definitely the clean adhd and i'm the messy adhd same and i'm like dude i'm so sorry but like i I can't get up and do that. And he's like, it's okay. He's like rearranging the whole room, picking the couch up while I'm on it, like moving it. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, I think that wraps up pretty yeah. much the end of the show here. We're going to leave you with the good old suicide prevention hotline. And that is 1-800-273-8255. Give them a call, you guys. You know, I've been seeing this number on everything. I've been on Etsy like crazy. By the way, I ordered this a fuckload of stickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're really great. Um, and one including the espresso. Less- <laughs> That's my saying, That's dude. More thing. espresso, less depresso. I love what I got you then. Anyway, so I've been like seeing this sticker on all sorts of shit, and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. So. Um, go ahead and give them a call if you feel even like you just need somebody else to talk to or vent to that is not in your circle. And in fact, I encourage you to do this outside of your circle because you don't want to, you know, involve other people when you're struggling Mm -hmm. that are important to you because, you know, they're imperfect as well. So 
you don't want to drag them in necessarily. Anyway, again, 800-273-8255. And don't forget to follow and subscribe. Rate the show on Apple Podcasts because apparently that's supposed to be really great or something. But yeah, anyways. And leave us a comment. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us us how we're not doing. Send us messages. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if we suck. I, I don't care. I just, we need some feedback. More and more feedback is great. Um, don't forget to, uh, yeah. Be kind to yourself. Love yourself. Do something good for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. And stay tuned for the next episode. We should have, uh, my buddy Reggie back on, um, back on, on my show because I went on his and he's going to talk a bit about alcoholism and addiction. So that'll be great. He's also in therapy too. So he's got a bunch of brainiac type. Intro sight is that a word? Insight. Know. Insight. There we go. Introspective anyway, insight. Yeah. Stay tuned for more <laughs> and take care of yourselves. Love ya. Bye.